I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Welcome to the WrestleTown! <laughs> we don't know what's happening. <laughs> we try to reconstruct uh, the week in wrestling from our faulty memories. Uh, <laughs> mixed results. Mixed Max challenge. Yeah, what's been happening on SmackDown? We don't know. I fucking uh, forgot that Fox isn't on Sling, and now I don't have Sling. What am I gonna do? I, think I should put the cliffhangers at the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> we reconstruct, deconstruct. We just like structs. Mm. Gotta have them structs. Structs. <laughs> All right. Struckman mania. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Uh, we are just trying to figure out. Uh, we're. <laughs> this is what happens with a free podcast. Yeah. We are trying to figure out when Cain Velasquez showed up on WWE TV last. I thought it was. Maybe Dennis is right. It was uh, SmackDown. Which would make some sense. I mean, yeah. if, if if they're at least trying to keep brand exclusivity then it would make sense to keep Cain Velasquez the contender to Lesnar which have they even said that it's a title match or is he just fighting Brock I think it's a title match I mean he, here's the thing Velasquez on his Instagram said that he was competing for the universal title which is not correct but it no. does imply that he's been told it's a title match okay yeah we got that yeah uh, Hulk Hogan Jordy Gable six-pack challenge nope that's not true I don't see Kane Velasquez there. Uh, Kane. Nope. Uh, something just happened in my ears. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> 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 you know, it, I've been watching, I've been listening to a basketball podcast, and it's kind of weird when, you know, they're doing uh, fucking uh, reacting to a video. But how about we do a podcast where I just search the internet for things. Um, do, 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 do. No. maximum prep work. Yeah, nope, I can't find it. And oh, there we go. Uh, Paul Heyman, Diatron, and then Shelton Benjamin interrupted, and then Kane Velasquez showed up to make the save on Raw. Okay, so yeah. it did happen on Raw. Yeah, that makes sense. Just well, it doesn't make sense, Ugh. but uh, it it is like I mean, it, there. How much is Brock going to show up on SmackDown? And, like, you know, they're promoting a show that happens in the Middle East, and they didn't have their women's roster this week. So uh, they had to fill time with all kinds of things. Sure did. I yeah. Mean, good was, wrestling, though. Yeah. D- definitely good wrestling from Raw on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as just, like, closing the loop on Lesnar, it makes some sense because I think it's, as much as it's ever going to be talked about, which hopefully is just less as the weeks go on, um... Heyman's the executive director for Raw. True. That connects to Lesnar. Shelton Benjamin being mouthy. There's some, Shelton and uh, Lesnar have the same alma mater. Mm-hmm. So it makes a little bit of sense that he would be buddy-buddy with Heyman and Lesnar. So Velasquez getting in his... All threads. Yeah. <laughs> they don't make a shirt, but they threads. <laughs> <laughs> but they can make... Alberto Carrillo's entrance uh, gear. Yeah, it looks like he looks like a Power Ranger now. I don't know. Power Ranger. I just want an oral history of that. I want like just like backstage, like a half hour WWE Network special with like interviews that are just like a 
he showed up to Humberto Carrillo. I showed up today, and I was going to wear my normal tights. And then I went into the dressing room, and there was a Power Ranger shirt. And uh, Vince was there being like, this is for you. This is yours. This is such good gear. <laughs> and then they were like, well, it, it's like a Conquistador outfit. And he's like, I don't know. That doesn't sound right at all. And then, uh, then it was like five minutes before... Um, the show went on the air, and he had to put it on anyway. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> His reward was wrestling Seth Rollins. Yeah, which was good. Yeah. Good times. Like you said, I mean, it, it's one of those Raws where, like you said, the women's roster is not being booked for Saudi Arabia. Yep. And, and currently they're, or at, as of Monday, they were on an Australian tour. They were on an Australian tour, and um, yeah, we just had the brand split, so it makes sense that we got... Longer matches, which is what hardcore fans kind of like froth at the mouth for weekly, yep. right? And just like, give me more matches. Mm-hmm. So you had a red hot returning Drew McIntyre yep. filling out Team Flair, if you care about that. Yeah. And if you don't, he fought Ricochet for like 15 minutes. Yeah, which is good. Um, I'd also think, I also wonder if like AEW's format is rubbing off on WWE a little bit because they're very much like match heavy mm. uh, promo. Uh, light. You know, you have light promo light and like WWE I feel like Raw has been increasing its like match times lately mm-hmm. um, I remember a couple weeks ago there was like uh, they started the, the show that started with Becky and Charlotte getting like 15 minutes or so yep. or I think it was even 20 minutes or 25 minutes and then there were like long-ish matches throughout that night yeah um, but yeah. I mean they gotta fill out three hours so that makes sense yeah it stands to reason like you said they gotta fill out three hours and also in theory they have like two thirds of the roster that they used to have mm-hmm. because the other third's on Smackdown so if that results in longer matches cool yeah I mean NXT's been basically copping that form we're just like following that blueprint since they started going live for two hours of just like here's a fuck ton of matches yep yeah <clears throat> um yeah, NXT and AEW both doing the same thing uh, I think, well, NXT's doing a lot of squash matches, but overall, ring quality's great. Yeah. Love it. Uh, we're living a good-ass time. Yeah. Um, thoughts on last night's NXT, which we watched before we uh, before we got on here? Very, very good. I feel like we're going to get to it later in Segment Mania about tag teams, but yeah. uh, Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai looked real good against mm. the two of the four horsewomen of MMA. Yeah. Uh, which we were talking about, and it was like one of a handful of matches that Marina Shavir and Jessamyn Duke have actually wrestled. Yeah. Um, they look good. Yeah. I think that Jessamyn Duke has a very unique body type in that she's a striker, but she's not really muscular. She's, right. She's got a lot of length, and she's got a lot of snappy uh, extension. And Marina Shafir can chuck people. Yes. So yeah. it's a fun dynamic between the two of them. It never seemed like it was in doubt that Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox were going to win. Um, right. Because t- they're both returning. And riding a wave of momentum, and if you're going to have anybody challenge the Kabuki Warriors, which was the reward for winning this match, yes, might as well be a face team, an underdog team. Yeah, which, yeah. Uh, especially now that the Kabuki Warriors are uh, are heels. Yep. Um, when they were faces, it would have been pretty cool to have them face Kyrie again. Yeah. Because there's so much history there. But this makes a lot of sense, and I'm happy for Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai. Yeah. Because like they they're both coming like. They're coming back. Three of their four legs have been injured in the last, like, year. Or, like, oh, two years. Yeah. That, that that visually during the match was like, I feel so bad for your ACLs. Yeah, I know. That's why they have to wear the knee braces now, I guess. Yeah. Or I guess they choose to. I don't know. I don't know what their doctors say. Yeah. I'm not their doctor. Which, at least as far as Tegan Knox, you are not their doctor. <laughs> just, just to close the thread on that. I am not any kind of doctor. Yeah, let's go ahead and shoot down those rumors. Uh, <laughs> Dr. James Andrews. 
doctor. Dr. Jeropalopal, <laughs> rumor. <laughs> and this show is brought to you by rumor doctors. Uh, <laughs> doctors that, hey, sometimes people think they're doctors, but you don't know, but they're fucking cheap as hell. Uh, They'll show up. One yeah. of them's got a stethoscope. <laughs> yeah. They go like Dr. Nick Rivera from The Simpsons and now walk back down three steps on the ladder. Oh my god. Uh, um, because he calls himself a doctor. These folks, you call them, and they show up. Who knows what they're gonna do? It's rumored that they're doctors, but uh, you know, sometimes you just gotta... We Our, our sponsors tend to be on the cheap but uh, unpredictable side, and this is not an exception. No. It is, it is certainly par for the course for the wrestle down. For your health, maybe maybe see a real doc. Yeah, if it's a life-threatening emergency, but if you like have a cold and you're like looking for some like pills and you don't care what those pills are, like put whatever in your body, you know? But like make sure it comes from rumored doctors. Uh, they will come by with a Ziploc with a couple pills in it. And they will not match. No. Wee-oo, <laughs> uh, wee-oo, rumor has it. Yeah. Rumor doctors. <laughs> Coming to uh, your apartment if they if you ask them. Uh, and that's why I don't remember what happened on SmackDown or Raw. Yep. <laughs> rumor doctors. Wiping our memories clean. But yeah, uh, getting back to NXT, it was, like we were saying, tons of solid matches. We had Cameron Grimes versus Matt Yeah, Riddle. I didn't... It's so weird because I didn't hear anything about, like, some of these matches, and they were very good. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I saw some praise for um, Bianca Belair versus uh, Shayna Baszler. Rhea but, Ripley. Oh, Rhea Ripley, sorry, yeah. I get everybody confused. Mm. Um, versus Rhea Ripley. Uh, but, like, I heard zero about Grimes versus Matt Riddle, and they had awesome chemistry. Yeah, they had arguably the best match of the night. Uh, we'll get the chance to talk about what I think we're going to agree is the best match of the night. But, um, yeah, just two lengthy, pasty dudes. Well, like, Matt Riddle's tanned pretty much perpetually like Ric Flair at this point, but, like, Cameron Grimes is almost always pasty. Yeah. Just, like, lengthy, long-haired dudes throwing each other around, striking real hard. Yep. Some cool reversals. Uh, uh, Grimes going for a double stomp and getting powerbombed in, uh, in response. Him, awesome. him doing a backflip over Matt Riddle, deadlifting Riddle into a German suplex and just getting a two out. It looked amazing. Yeah. Riddle's 240. Well, no, Grimes is 240. Yep. So that means Riddle's probably around like 250, 260. Yep. So like just in, like sneakily powerful dudes having technically sound, excellent matches. Um, Riddle added the jackhammer to his moveset. <laughs> oh, God. Which like, it's one of those things in the moment because um, I, I had heard about that before we watched the, the episode itself. Mm. And you can hear the crowd chanting, Riddle. Mm-hmm. Riddle. So, like, part of me wonders, did he do that in the moment in response, or was he planning to? Either yeah. way. Uh, either way, anything that, like, um, g- like keeps his one-sided feud with Goldberg going, I am all for it. Yep. Uh, that is... <laughs> I, I love that there's video of them meeting backstage that one time, and it's awkward. <laughs> yep. Uh, beautiful. Goldberg's not his bro. No, not his bro at all. But that doesn't stop Matt Riddle from using his bro's moves. Nope. <laughs> yeah, great match. Um, really, just a really good uh, two hours of NXT, uh, even from the Hulu cut. Yeah. The, my hope of it is um, that they start to have more episodes building to more consequence, because mm-hmm. they, they've really hammered home the fact that, like, Velveteen Dream is out, the Undisputed Era... 
took him out, so that led to Broderick Strong um, interfering with Dijakovic and Keith Lee. It led to the three-way, but um, it's not really clear who's the number one contender to Shayna Baszler. Um, It's been kind of a round robin of people saying that they should be the number one contender with Yosha Rai and Shayna Baszler and Rhea Ripley. We saw Ripley versus uh, Shayna Baszler, which was excellent. Um... And but that even had uh, Io Shirai interference tied in at the end, yeah. Um, which also involved Candice LeRae. So you have this like through line of intersecting ambitious women. Arguably, Rhea Ripley's the number one contender now, mm-hmm. if not Io Shirai. But we've already seen Shirai versus Baszler. Yeah. So the question is now, as we're heading into War Games, are we going to get a multi-woman match? Are we going to get a one-on-one thing with like some more eliminators or like contendership matches? It's all good. Yeah. It's just a question of what's coming next. Yeah, it's hard to... We're getting a lot of matches, but not a lot of direction, no. which is interesting. But we also have, like, about a... I don't remember exactly when Survivor Series is, hmm. um, but I I mean, feel like we have, like, a month to, like, decide that. Also, with uh, Survivor Series... Or, I mean, with uh, the Royal Rumble weekend takeover being replaced by Worlds Collide. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if they're just going to jam as many people onto this takeover card as they can. That would make some sense. Yeah. Um, and we're recording on the 24th. Uh, Survivor Series is... <laughs> um, according to Google, it starts on Friday the 22nd and it ends on Monday the 25th. Yes. Yeah, I remember uh, last time I Googled that, seeing that. It's weird. And uh, so It's yeah. technically true, uh, in a sense. <laughs> Uh, if you count everything that happens that weekend as Survivor Series. Okay. Yeah. So I'm assuming that Wargrims is going to be the 23rd then. Um, well, you mean TakeOver, right? Yeah. TakeOver yeah, yeah. Wargames. Oh, yeah, right. Right, Wargames. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, all those serve the point that we got like four weeks beforehand, so we, st- we still have a lot of, like, building that we can do to get there. We're probably going to get matches like, assuming... Uh, they're going to stretch it out a little bit. We're going to get matches like Killian Dane versus Pete Dunne. Mm-hmm. Or we could get, like, Pete Dunne and uh, Tyler Bate versus Cameron Grimes and Killian Dane. Something like that. They yeah. have tons of options for, like, the the undercard. Yeah, they can do basically whatever. Especially now they're dipping into some uh, UK folks, some NXT stuff. It's crazy. Yep. It's great. Um, Which leads us to the main event. Yeah, that was great. I wonder, we watched it on Hulu. I should say. I wonder if they cut much from uh, the main event. Maybe. It seemed like um, I was looking at the clock uh, while we were watching, and by the time the entrances finished, there were there was about six minutes left. That's crazy. Yeah, and that's including like the post match. Yeah. So I feel like they may have cut something like. Oh, they had to have in that. the commercial break. Yeah. Well, but the crowd was hot, and we got at least a taste of some insane shit from. Uh, uh, Keith Lee and Dijakovic and a little bit of Roddy Strong even though he spent most of the match uh, on the outside because those other two guys are bigger and they hit him harder. They really did. Yeah. It was an incredible sequence where Roddy got uh, the feaster eyes from Dijakovic and as soon as he landed uh, from that he got pounced into the friggin' ramp Yeah, and just kept getting hit with things like Fosbury flops so it very much got the crowd hype for like oh man Keith Lee and Dijakovic they're 1-1-1 one, one, and one. is this Fall gonna decide like who of the two of them is gonna be best and nope did not and but they had excellent chemistry and I feel like they if they do the um the Dusty Classic again uh, I think they'd be a team to watch out for and hopefully win yeah 
It would be a scintillating tag team. And I just, I do love that Roderick Strong is the winner of this match, and he win, wins by basically just being a giant dickhole and kicking Keith Lee in the head. He won in the way that you'll win a match in WWE 2K. Uh, you'll wait for your your opponent to just not have his guard up, and then you just do like a German suplex or something. In this case, he kicked him in the head, yep. and just got a pin real quick. Running signature. Love it. Love which, it. like, I don't think anybody was expecting him to try to hit, like, end of heartache on either dude. Right. Which, good lord, like, all the athletic shit that the two of them have been doing, with, like, super kicks from Dijakovic and cyclone kicks, and he, he took a fucking top rope spirit bomb from Keith Lee. Yep. It's not un- unbelievable and fathomable to think that, like, they couldn't do a midair flip and land on Roddy's knees, but I think that would kill Roddy. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, he did... He, that boy's got strong legs. <laughs> He's he, got Roderick strong yes. legs. Yes. <laughs> he, uh, strong in name, strong in legs. Uh, <laughs> and he, I mean, he managed to get Lee up for a, an Olympic slam. So that's very impressive. Yes. Everybody impressive all around. But that's not even the most uh, interesting thing that happened at the show. Oh, but what was? Yeah, uh, at the end, uh, we thought we were going to get a three-on-four fight between the Undisputed Era and... Uh, Tommaso Ciampa mm-hmm. and Johnny Gargano and Finn Balor but it looks like Finn Balor's flipping kick missed his target and hit Johnny Gargano in the head so he just had to he just had to turn heel in the moment and follow through so that he didn't look like an idiot I mean that's just good improv he yeah. made a strong choice <laughs> and he committed to it rather than trying to neg the reality that he created yeah, yeah. exactly that's, that must be what happened <laughs> I mean, there's no way to uh, explain a heel turn so dastardly no. by a guy who's nice. Oh my! And like all seven dudes who were in the ring, the Undisputed Era, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Finn Balor, collectively weigh Keithley. Yes. <laughs> so like, it's possible that Finn Balor slipped on an imaginary banana peel, which again would be very good improv object work. Yeah. <laughs> or just like a strong enough wind blew him backwards. Yeah. Next I mean, if you watch closely, he was taking off his coat and then he did a flip kick. And uh, I mean, maybe his coat was very—it was filled with very heavy things in the pockets, and it just pulled him <laughs> down, just the weight of it. And then he kicked Johnny Gargano on the head, and I was like, "Uh oh, well now if I like, if I'm like, oopsie, everyone's gonna think I'm a klutz, so I gotta also uh, DDT him onto the ramp and uh, kick him through a barrier." I'd like to dissect <laughs> some of what was just explained there because a, it's brilliant, but b. If any of that bullshit happened on the main <laughs> roster, we would be screaming about it. That, like, Finn Balor, man who, the extraordinary man with extraordinarily heavy pockets, <laughs> came out, made a whoopsie, or an oopsie, he had to cover for it, so he kicked his logical analog friend in the face. Yeah. We'd be losing our shit if this was Raw or SmackDown. I am kind of ready for klutzy heel Finn Balor. <laughs> I mean, I'm, you know, <laughs> not to break kayfabe, but I am excited for just heel Finn Balor uh, earnestly. But Klutzy appeal would also be very funny. Just his theme music switches to oopsie. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it. Uh, oh, I hit somebody in the face <laughs> while spreading my arms out. Uh, he, the lights go on, one on goes out. <laughs> uh, I slipped on the demon paint. Uh. <laughs> Which, like, as sad as, like, the Gratitude Era is with Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, where they seem can't seem to buy a feeling. <laughs> Love you, Milhouse. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Klutzy Finn Balor would be very fun. Yeah. 
He's so klutzy, he knocked down a whole barricade with fans underneath it. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's, that's not good for those fans. Not they at paid all. tickets. <laughs> <laughs> they paid money for those tickets. Finn Balor's rubbing off on Cher. <laughs> I don't know how to talk. Um, <laughs> the fact that I made it this far is pretty impressive. I would say so, but yeah, no, they paid their tickets to be there for money <laughs> and got to sit front row. And uh, get Johnny Gargano catapulted into the laps. Which, hey, I mean, if you've been watching TakeOver, you've gotten to see Johnny Gargano land in your lap anyway. Yep. Um, but yeah, incredibly strong closing, because Tommaso Ciampa got the bejesus knocked out of him mm-hmm. by the Undisputed Era. Which, like, more character villain points for Adam Cole. He didn't fucking touch Tommaso until he was ready to give him the last shot. Mm-hmm. It was all Undisputed Era, just shit-kicking yeah. Tommaso. Yeah, and I thought they were holding him up ready for uh, Finn to kick him again. But, yep. uh, nope. He went after the other guy, yep. and he, he, I've always preferred the Bloody Sunday to the double stomp as a finisher. Oh yeah, um, by far. Uh, but when he does it, and Johnny Gargano goes vertically and lands on the top of his head, it is concerning and looks amazing. Yeah, it it looked like he impaled him into the ground. Yeah, and Johnny Gargano's like arguably the best seller in all of NXT. So if you need your ultimate baby dog, baby dog. Under baby dog. <laughs> yeah, who, who's not talking good now? You good, not good talker. I'll put this in the ticket jar. <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah, Gargano's your man. <laughs> There's a word for baby dogs. <laughs> His puppies. <laughs> and Johnny Gargano is the best puppy they got. Uh, and of all the puppies in NXT, <laughs> he is the, the most well-trained. He knows the most tricks. Yeah, uh, he, does, he does the most rollovers, and uh, he stays down. Mm-hmm. Um, often, yeah. He's the airbud of NXT. Yeah, he took like three moves from uh, Finn Balor, and he made them all look deadly amazing, yes, which is amazing considering he that was his only role uh, this week. Yep. Then kind of making up with Champa, and then uh, getting the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. Great, great stuff. I still think that this might lead to a. I'm, it's usually four on four for War Games, right? It is. So at this point. I, I feel like you have Gargano and Balor do a one-on-one. Yeah. Um, because I love Undisputed Era. I like I like the idea of heel Finn Balor where we're just getting him. Um, five on five seems like it'd be too much. Yeah. So I like the idea of the Undisputed Era staying together as a unit, less distracted. So you can put them in there opposite Tommaso. I would like Lee and Dijakovic. I would understand if they didn't go back to that, but I could also easily see them subbing in somebody like Riddle. Yeah. Um, having a surprise dude in there like Isaiah Scott or someone mm. and then round it out with like or have like two two out of the four of like British Strong Style yeah. have like Pete Dunne and Tyler Bates I think Balor uh, Gar- did you say Bar- Balor Gargano I did okay good okay yeah so that I got mixed up I forgot which one was which which is weird because they're one's I mean, Irish yes <laughs> but they're also so joined together that it's kind of hard sometimes yeah um, despite how different they are similar beards yeah so yeah I guess you get yeah Ciampa and then Whoever else is available. Yep. If Velveteen Dream heals up by that time from his mystery injury. Yeah, it, supposedly it's like lingering lumbar stuff. So if uh, it's a back injury and it's going to take some time, then I'm, I'm not in any rush to see him back, especially if he'd get hurt again. Yeah, if he's, yeah, but that also seems like the kind of thing where, I mean, unless he needs surgery, it's probably like a, a rehab and yeah. rest thing. Hopefully, Velveteen, Velveteen Dream, you're the gateway drug for both of our girlfriends in some ways yeah. into wrestling. So uh, we, Hi, wish, we wish you a good recovery. Uh, yeah. 
What? I got sexy. Yeah. <laughs> Have you watched anything else this week? Um, yeah, I was watching the Best of the Super Juniors over the weekend. Nice, nice. Um, I watched which, the first no, show. Best of the Super Junior Tag Tournament, I should specify. Yes, right, yeah. Because it's October, baby. Yeah, it's it's cuffing season. <laughs> <laughs> and all the tag teams are out. <laughs> and they're cuffing like mad. Um, yeah, I, I really like the Super Coaches. Yeah. I think Rocky Romero and uh, Ryusuke get something really fun and special. They're so funny to watch. Yeah. Um, a couple of the teams got a young lion on them each. You got Clark Connors and TJP, and uh, who is it's Tiger Mask and Yuiji? Uh, yes. Uh, I, I don't think that's it, but is it Uemura? You, I think no. it's Uemura. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to go through my Rolodex of uh, the young lions that they have left, mm-hmm. which looks like a flipbook in Jared's mind if you've never seen it. Yeah. And we're back! Yeah! Uh, we finished our lasagna! <laughs> yeah, I was just telling that, uh, I was telling the listeners that my cat likes Garfield, and the thing did not record. So now you, we lost that to all of time. But just know it as a fact, there will be a quiz on the 50th episode. <laughs> do Mark not your hold, calendars. Do not hold me to that. We're only 20 weeks away from that. <laughs> this is episode number 30, huh? 31. 31! Yeah! Mm. It's the one with the disappointing... Oh, no, is it, it's the one where Seth Rollins cashes in. Oh, yeah. Like uh, WrestleMania. That was a dang good WrestleMania. Yeah, it was. Surprisingly good. But, yeah. Um, watch the Best of the Super Junior Tag League over the weekend. Rocky Romero and Ryusuke looking good. I really like Despy. Yeah. Now that he's back from I'm injury. so happy he's back. He looks great. Yeah. And, like... A lot's been said um, about the people who are interested in this particular tournament that um, of the eight teams, like two of them are established, six of them are relatively new to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the champs, El Phantasmo and uh, Taiji Ishimori. Right. I feel like Taiji has been like sorely missing, at least for me, from the me scene. Me too. I agree. Just, yeah. Because like, a lot's been done with their... like basically North American or just like non-Japanese main event scene because like Kenny Omega was there at the beginning of the year and now he's gone. They're building up Jay White and that's going well. Will Ospreay seems like he's gonna be slotted into like the next biggest non-Japanese star who isn't Jay White. Yeah. But they have him as the junior champ right now. Right. Because their junior division they're still reeling from fucking Time Bomb being injured. So... I think they're waiting for a Wrestle Kingdom to bring him back. Yeah. Which, if that leads to Osprey versus Time Bomb, hell yeah. I'm on for it, yeah. No complaints. But in the meantime, it's meant, like, Ishimori is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Marty Skrull isn't around. Nope. Um, Ryusuke is your, your, like, ace now that Kushida's gone for the wow. junior division. Yeah, when you put it that way, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, that's fair. So, like, it makes sense. Him and Osprey, really. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes sense not to focus on your juniors if you don't really, like, see the star power in them. Because, like, arguably Mikey Nichols could kind of be a junior, but not really. You have uh, Robbie Eagles. You have El Phantasmo, who they seem to have plans for, but... Yeah, I feel like they see Phantasmo as being, like, a top heel. Yeah. Because he keeps... I mean, he's... They keep putting him in these matches with uh, Osprey. Yeah. And, like, he is very good, in, but, yeah. like... He's not as big, he's not as muscular, he's not as athletic. So, I think that the sooner Osprey moves up, mm. the better. But they're probably waiting on Time Bomb. Um, so, yeah, the Birds of Prey are winless, which is super surprising, because Osprey's in the fucking team, and they love Osprey. Yeah. 
Um, I think the champs are one and one. Uh, the super coaches are two and zero. Oh. Yep. Um, Despi and Kanamaru are two and zero. Oh. I think Rapongi three K is either they're one and one. I yep. think. And then the uh, the young lion teens have not won anything and probably won't. Yes. Yeah. If they win, it might be if they face each other at some point. I haven't looked at the schedule. Yeah. And then that leaves the uh, the triple the CMLL team. Oh, um, Teton and Volador uh, Junior. Yeah, love them. Yeah, um, that was a super jarring thing from one of the shows that I saw. Like they really, really, really promoted Fantastomania for yeah. like what felt like twenty minutes. <laughs> Just like, do you want to know every member of CMLL? <laughs> do you want to know their names? <laughs> Here's ten seconds of video of each one. <laughs> I missed that. Was that on the seventeenth? Yeah. The okay. Yeah, I missed it. Although oh my I, god! I guess I've also been watching. I've just been watching the tournament matches. Yeah. Uh, so I've been skipping a lot, and also just ending when the matches end, or if it doesn't seem like there's any post-match action. Mm. So I'm probably gonna miss a lot of the Super Junior tournament because I've also been watching Stardom's tag team tournament. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, which has been great. Uh, we got uh, Zoe Lucas and um, Bobby Tyler, both being British, and <laughs> uh, they had uh, their. One of their match promos started with, I think, Zoe being like, where are our wins? We need wins. Aww. And they had two, yeah, and I think they got a win on that match, too. Nice. It was good. Um, got, uh, yeah, I haven't watched any of uh, Arisa and Tamnakano, but I'm sure that they, uh, it's a very one-sided love between them. Uh, I can't wait. It's, it's weird how they've, like, staggered out the uh, schedule for this thing. Because they'll have, like, seven matches in a night, but only three or four of them will be for the tournament. Mm. So it's kind of, like, it, every night is a grab bag of what you're going to get as yeah. far as tournament action. So it's, it's kind of weird. But there was a very good match with uh, Riho and Starlight Kid versus Mayu Iwatani and uh, uh, Saki Kashima, which was excellent. Mm. Uh, that was my favorite of the matches that they've had so far. What did you like about it? Uh, very fast-paced action. And it's also... Uh, great to see Riho like being able to go at like full on what she does. Mm. Uh, she's a she's really good. Uh, you don't get that fully in AEW because I think some of the roster is greener, uh, especially because she's fought one on one. She's fought Nyla Rose and Britt Baker, who are both relatively newish compared to her. So and different sizes, different styles, completely. So being able to see her in like a full on Joshi uh, wrestling context is amazing mm. and i don't know how much we're going to get of that in the future you know so savoring it yeah in the near future probably not <clears throat> super often unless they break off like somebody like b Priestley from the brit baker feud that they have yep. um because yeah like you said AEW's depth chart after that's like penelope ford and cd gibbs and yep. some other people who just don't seem to be there full-time like awesome kong yep yeah i don't even know who's there full-time is the weird thing because yeah. I, I know B Priestley's part time with them. The mm. Rio might be part time with them, despite um, being the champ. Being their champ, yeah, it makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean they only do a show a week, yeah. so who knows? But yeah, so yeah, Stardom sounds like it's cooking. Yeah, it's there. <clears throat> it's still as fun as it ever is. I love it. Um, Some got the, the uh, uh, Death Yama and Hanakamura. Uh, are dressing like each other now. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of yelling death at the at the camera. Yep, it's great. Hannah's on fucking Terrace House apparently now, which I can't wait for those episodes to drop uh, in the U.S. Yep, I have to catch up on all of them. I am binging hard. 
If you're gonna binge hard on anything, it's gonna be the chill Japanese reality TV show where it's just a bunch of attractive twenty-somethings trying to get very good at uh, trying to get famous or fuck. Yep. They uh, all have day jobs slash model. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. Yep. It's a great show. I mean, if you were going to recommend anybody to, uh, t- say, enhance their viewing of Terrace House and go to a website with an amateur physician, <laughs> wh- where would you send them to? Oh, uh, Rumor Doctors, obviously. There you go. Yeah. I I hope that a Rumor Doctor shows up on Terrace House when. <laughs> Um, I don't, I mean, I think they're pretty U.S. based. Yep. Um, pretty much, uh, down the street in a basement based, but... <laughs> Sounds a lot like lots and lots of chips. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's up, he's on the streets. He's not off the street and underground. Uh, but look, rumor doctors, fuck yeah, they're, uh, they're underground as hell. <laughs> <laughs> if you got a shovel and a need for prescriptions... Yeah. Rumor doctors for you. Yeah, you can all go go out to, into their basement and just shovel out the pills. Uh, that costs a little extra compared to having them come to your house. Dear God. Uh, but you can, like, shovel out whatever, and uh, whatever you find, it's yours. Uh, they don't provide bags anymore because of the Boston pasta plastic bag ban, but, uh, I mean... You, you heard might, that. <laughs> the Boston pasta plastic bag ban. Yeah. Yeah. Um... You're not allowed to put pasta in plastic <laughs> bags anymore. It's bad for the environment. They react to each other chemically in a way, and it's a mess. Uh, but the original street d- drug, pasta in a brown bag. <laughs> yeah. In a plastic bag. Yeah. You can put them in a brown bag, that's fine. And you're still free to bring brown bags to uh, um, the rumor doctors and get your pills. That's fine. <laughs> that's you can pay in tickets. You yeah. can pay in pasta in a bag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, if you go to a carnival and get get tickets, they'll take any tickets from any carnival or arcade from anywhere. It's a pretty good service, and that's why they're our sponsor. Their key demographic, uh, the carnival crowd, uh, Pastafarians, and Finn Balor, who pays in tickets. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Then that's how they're sponsoring our show. They gave me a bunch of tickets, and I am going to find an arcade or a festival, and I'm going to get some Silly Putty. All right. Yeah. Wasn't a lot of tickets, but it's enough for that. What a sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. What a partnership. Yeah, perfect. It works out. Uh, I love Silly Putty. It's a hell of a tag team. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what also happened that I watched? Uh, one of AAA's um, events mm. happened on Friday. Uh, fuck, I got to remember the title of it. Uh, but it wasn't Triple Mania, right? No, no, no. It wasn't Triple Mania. Um as you're looking that up, I mean, I know the, the the one notable match from that that I'm aware of was uh, Kenny Omega versus Phoenix. Yes, yeah. Phoenix for the title. It was my first time watching a AAA show, though I didn't watch the whole thing. I think it started at 9 p.m., mm-hmm. and I, um, I, it's, I started watching it around 10 p.m. when I got on the bus to get home, and I just watched it on the bus and when I got home. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it was my first time watching it. It was kind of cool. I got to see uh, Drago versus Daga, who uh, two guys that we're familiar with from Lucha Underground have a good match for their cruiserweight title. Nice. Uh, it ended with a big old kick to the nuts. Ooh. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, like, and like yeah, Phoenix versus Kenny Omega, the best match that I could. Maybe I can, uh, if I could find, I uh, wish I could. Can I zoom in on this? Uh, probably not. 
Oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah. Um, I mean, the <clears throat> one thing I would like to know before we talk about any of the matches, it looks like the Mexican version of Jim Cornette is in their logo. Yeah, uh, yeah it's he's the founder of um, the company. Yeah. And he's uh, it's it's a a show with, like memorial memorializing him. Yeah, I I didn't want to so much make a joke in poor taste, but it just yeah. the the resemblance was a little uncanny. Right. But yeah, the the show was Heroes Immortales. Yes. Which hell of a tribute. Yeah, it was crazy. Like AAA as a promotion has a little bit of a reputation for being kind of a mess. Mm. So like there was some good wrestling. Like uh, they had a battle royale thing that where the last two guys uh, were incredible. Um, who? Man, they had. They are not listed. The battle royale competitors are not listed on the poster, especially not the last two <laughs> that were in it, which is too bad. I can't remember who they are off the top of my head. But uh, it it was a very fun event, uh, and it definitely the the main the best match I will say Phoenix versus Kenny Omega for sure. It was just those two throwing fucking bombs at each other uh, the whole time. Yeah. Uh, Phoenix took a uh, vertical underhook uh, uh, pile driver where he landed directly on his head, yep. and I do not believe that he is okay. I haven't heard nothing. I don't think there's any been any injury report, but I'm like, there's no way that man landed like that and is, like, walking fine. Yeah. Like, it's it was fucked up, but it was an amazing match, and Kenny Omega <clears throat> is uh, their top champion uh, now, somehow. Yep. Wrestling! <laughs> yeah, so uh, despite the fact that he's uh, one of AEW's guys, they must have, I don't know, maybe they'll work together, continue working together. I have no idea. Uh, the main event made no fucking sense. Uh, yeah, it, it's just in looking at the billing of it, you have um, yeah. Phoenix and Omega is like the third from the top. Uh, it's the second from the top. Um, this, all these names at the top here, these are <laughs> the main event, uh, Psycho Clown and Ray Scorpion versus Dr. Wagner Jr. and Averno versus Pentagon Jr. and Tejano Jr. versus Pagano and Chessman. Chessman! And they were all in a cage... <laughs> oh my yeah. god. They were all in a cage and the it it wasn't clear on if the last person left in the cage is the only loser or if his whole team lost and it I don't think it was like for anything specifically. Also all the teams are a heel and a face teamed up together. Jesus. So Christ. at some point the team divisions broke down and it just was heels versus faces doing shit at each other <laughs> getting crazy bloody and then uh, eventually the one guy fucking lost and he was the last person left in the ring it was <laughs> <laughs> I want to see it now yeah uh, I wish I could uh, bring it up but I think their uh, their twitch account is under a, a paywall that's like five bucks whatever but Hey, worth it if you pay for it and see Triple Mania and everything. Jesus. At one point, someone tied <clears throat> Pentagon's like mask to the ropes and then hit him a bunch of times and then untied him for some reason. <laughs> I don't fucking. They know. felt bad. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was a wild show. I was extremely tired, but because it ended at like twelve thirty in the morning. God. But uh, yeah, worth it. I'll keep watching live AAA things as long as they're free. You gotta love a promotion that could arguably be, like, just your fever dream instead, but it actually happened. Yeah, because I think when uh, Cain Velasquez wrestled for them uh, originally, and when he was debuting, like, or when they were, like, leading up to that and promoting him, 
Uh, I know a lot of fans were like, oh, you're going to fucking break his neck because they don't give a shit about anything. <laughs> and then he turned out being pretty good. So, you know, it's like a weird mix of guys being amazing and some weird shit that doesn't make sense. I Kenny kinda, Omega. Yeah, I kind of like it. And yeah, Kenny Omega being their top champion, that's a hell of a way to get um, get their uh, get American audiences to pay attention. Yep. It was weird because he hit the one-winged angel and I was like, there's no there's no way Phoenix is going to lose this match, but there's also no way that they're going to have Phoenix kick out of this move that no one has kicked out of. Mm. And lo and behold, Kenny Omega is their champion. There you go. I guess, like, Phoenix was their champion for, like, a year and only defended it twice. Huh. So maybe maybe it's not a, that big of a commitment for Kenny to hold that title. Maybe. Maybe Phoenix had that sweet, sweet Brock Lesnar schedule yeah. where he only had to wrestle 20 minutes tops. Yeah, it's weird. I don't... Uh, I don't watch much Lucha Libre, but I really should watch more. Here's something weirder. So, um, have you ever seen an episode of Being the Elite? Yeah. Okay. So the most recent episode, I, I don't watch regularly, which is not like, a, ooh, I'm too cool to watch. It's just like, yeah, yeah I don't always enjoy their humor. Like, yeah. there was a really long, like, overly long bit between the Bucks that, that's been going on episode to episode about, like, making um, Mark Jackson wear, like, a lot of merch yeah, to yeah. promote it. Um... To, or to promote their website. So they wove in, like, Kenny was traveling to Mexico, and the joke was that, like, Atlas Security was going to be with him. So he was like, oh, is it going to be, you know, Joe or Schmo or whoever? And it was Michael Nakazawa instead. <laughs> and they ju- the the bit of him covering himself in uh, oil, just <laughs> everything that they could do. Like, <laughs> the locker, the hotel room they were sharing was covered in oil. Uh, the waffles they got from the breakfast bar. Uh, Nakazawa covered it in oil. Um, Kenny, like, wanted to celebrate his title victory, so all the way through just, like, their web series being the elite, being kind of a running bit, through him legitimately winning the AAA title, the camera keeps rolling, he's walking backstage, Nakazawa's there with, like, a monster energy drink, he's like, yeah, hit me with it, hit me, Kenny's like, yeah, I want to celebrate, and gets hit with oil instead, (laughs) and I'm just like, holy shit, an entire promotion's title is a footnote (laughs) to your oil joke. Oh, love it. Oh my god. Yeah. It's crazy. I think Michael Nakazawa also was on that card in a match I didn't watch because mm. you know, it sort of happened earlier in the night. Um, but yeah, weird stuff. Would love to see more. Uh, don't know how. Yep. But yeah, uh, I, we live in a great world where I can be up until well past midnight watching some Mexican wrestling uh, and not knowing what I'm watching. Also being uh, astounded that there were like six clown-based wrestlers like evil clown-based wrestlers yep uh and i am told that that is not the whole roster of evil clowns and they're not necessarily uh related to each other as like a faction or anything oh god there's just a lot of clowns we're coming up to like there's 168 hours in a given week yeah that's i'm pretty sure if anyone wants to check the math on that but 24 by 7 in a given week, it's getting to the point, bless you, with, between the WWE, AEW, and the availability of things like AAA on Twitch, you don't have to sleep anymore? No. You can just keep watching and consuming new original wrestling media by the moment. Yeah. If you had uh, independentwrestling.tv, you really could, and not just on that one. Yep. They put out all the Beyond stuff and like hundreds of indies. Uh, that's why I had to... Uh, well, 
I didn't unsubscribe because I wasn't sleeping, but because I just didn't have the time to watch any of that stuff, even though a lot of it is very, very good. Right. So, yeah, just the, the continuing first world problem of how do I make time for all this thing yeah. I like? Yeah, really the only time that it's a problem uh, in terms of time management is just Wednesdays having a two-hour block with four hours of wrestling in it. Yep. But, I mean, everything's on demand, so it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what a crazy, crazy week. And we don't know what happened on Raw or SmackDown. Uh, Things did. Yeah. We, we're positive. Yeah. I'm sure something happened that will be important in a country that uh, is not uh, one with great human rights records. Yep. For a show that's happening on fucking Halloween. It's happening on a Thursday. Have you have you seen what the SmackDown uh, roster's like, travel schedule is? No. They go from Australia to, like, um, like earlier this week, and then they go to wherever SmackDown's airing from uh, this Friday. Friday. And they got some house shows on the weekend, and then Tuesday is, or early in the week they got they're going international somewhere else. I can't remember, but then they're going to Saudi Arabia on Halloween, and then they have to come back to America on November first uh, to do SmackDown. That's insane. Yeah, they're doing back-to-back shows. I mean, I'm sure there's a time difference that helps with that. Yeah, but that's insane. They don't have like. They don't really have time to like. Rec- I, it's it's brutal. I do not envy them. Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, I'm, I'm thankful because Friday's my birthday, and I know they're doing it specifically for me. But like, <laughs> they should know I'm gonna be at the Celtics game. I won't be able to watch SmackDown live. So like, guys, I appreciate the gift, but like, I mean, if you guys can help the Celtics make some free throws, uh, that would be a much better gift. Now. <laughs> Would it matter to you who they sent to help with the three free throws? Because I feel like Cesaro would be fun. Yeah, he'd but what be if fun. they sent like Tyson Fury? I, I, he's got, he's in a sport that has arms. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, I, it's I, a low bar to clear. Yeah, I, he, he involves coordination and whatever. Um, I gotta imagine that he's got good uh, depth reception because he's got a judge punches coming his way and going out from him. So, yeah, maybe he is good at basketball. We don't know. That's true. Yeah. Especially if they're going to be airing SmackDown Live and they can't spare anybody. So, oh, God. That's yeah. right. Whoa. So, yeah. yeah, with the main roster being sent literally all over the world, it, oh, it's an inter- interesting times. So. Yeah. And I do not envy <clears throat> them at all, but, uh, yeah, that is, I guess that's what you sign up for. Jesus Christ. Uh, let's see. I think it's about time for Segment Mania. Segment Mania. Speak to me, Mania Warriors. (laughs) Oh, God. So, yeah, we were going to talk about, like I said, cuffing season. Uh, Everyone, (laughs) people is pairing off. And uh, we just wanted to sing our praises about tag team wrestling. Mm. Because, uh, yeah, there's like AEW's tag team tournament is pretty much over it's gonna wind up closing out in like two weeks or so um next week i think i thought that isn't is the finals next week or is yeah. it oh i thought they were gonna do it at full gear okay nope okay yeah the next week they're gonna close out their they're gonna crown their first ever champions yep it's gonna be great uh it's gonna it's scu versus the uh, lucha brothers yep it's gonna be amazing uh great veterans there and i mean new japan is doing their super juniors tournament and in december they'll do their other tag team championship thing that 
I'll I'll be doing Christmas stuff. And uh, <laughs> I guess I'll watch it because of this podcast, which is weird. Um, it's just weird because like when I started listening to the Super J cast, um, the first episode I listened to, the hosts were like, ah, do we have to recap those shows? I don't care about the tag league at all. And now I'm in that position. Hooray! Yeah. But Stardom is doing their own tag team tournament, like we said, lately talked about briefly. So yeah, a lot of tag team action going on. Tag teams are in vogue if you are not in WWE. Yeah. But even then, uh, NXT is doing a good job with them too. Yeah, and if you're not in the heavyweight division of New Japan, because like I was writing some notes before this, and like the Gorillas of Destiny are so good at tag team wrestling, they are the division. Yeah, they are the only consistent tag team. Uh, I guess Evil and Sonata. But, like, they are they very much have the feel of two singles wrestlers who have been, like, mashed together right. with nothing else to do. Um, and then they've just been, like, multiple-time tag team champions because there's no one else who's as popular. Yep. And they don't really want to pull the trigger, not that they have to, on Rapongi 3K moving up because, like, those are two relatively diminutive dudes physically. Yeah. So that makes some sense. But, yeah, they're right in the tournament, like you said, Rapongi 3K. Um... I can see them being in the World Tag League and then, like, losing a bunch. Yeah. You know. But, yeah. they're Right now, they're juniors, and uh, they'll stay there for a little while, it seems. Mm. But, yeah. Well, New Japan's tag team situation is a mess, but they are doing a tag team tournament that is mostly thrown together teams, and it's turning out pretty good. Yeah. Um, I mean, we covered it earlier, but uh, it's... There's some fun... Like, it's The super coaches are bust for me. Yeah. And I think it's going to end... Um, I, I can't not see Kanemaru and Desperado going all the way mm. um, in some kind of interesting thing. Maybe they'll, they'll do like a three-way or a four-way, similar to what they did with Wrestle Kingdom last year. Yeah. Um, which is to say, like, maybe they do Super Coaches and Rapongi 3K and the Tag Team Champions and Despi and Kanemaru. Yeah, it depends on who uh, has the most points at the end of this tournament. Yep. Um... But yeah, the AEW Tag Tournament has done a lot to like showcase. That's one of the biggest things that's going to make e- make and keep AEW different from any other mm. companies. Their focus on spotlighting tag teams and tag team psychology. Yeah. Um, because in in addition to the uh, tournament match, which was um, but, uh, it was the Dark Order versus SEU, mm-hmm. which. Uh, Thankfully for me, it's just like, oh, good, Dark Order gets, like, less of a spotlight, because I was like, this is a weird generic gimmick for, like, mm, yeah. a team on the indies that was known as the Super Smash Bros, and, like, Evil Uno's been growing on me, but, like, just visually as a team, they look very strange. Yeah, I don't know, they haven't clicked yet. I think it's kind of, I think it's because I'm, like, like everyone in AEW is basically who they were on the indies. Yeah. On, on a spot, with a bigger spotlight, uh, but the, you know, Dark Order had to ditch their Super Smash Brothers gimmick and just be this other thing, and I don't think they've figured out what that thing is yet. No. In a way that uh, kind of, it's 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 a disservice to them because they're not nearly as established as nearly every other tag team uh, out there. And they're they're talented in ring. Yeah. Like, in watching their matches, it's clear that they know what they're doing, and again, <laughs> Evil Uno looks like a guy, he looks like your uncle put on some tights and yeah. a mask and just kind of like didn't really work out but knew how to wrestle. How did you know my uncle's bobbies? I know all of your uncle's bobbies. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. I'm glad that you are uh, in touch with my uncle. <laughs> yeah, we do to ping pongs. Anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, SEU uh, came out on top over them, 
yeah. and then the Lucha Bros uh, kicked the bejesus out of the private party, mm-hmm. which, I mean, private party continues to just deliver when they're on TV, and it's it's always great when, like, young, hungry, charismatic dudes make the most of their opportunities. Yeah, because we got to see them basically get over, like, in real time in Boston, which yep. was amazing. That's one of my favorite things about AEW is just watching these uh, wrestlers get over with the uh, the crowd. Yeah. Like, last night we got to watch Britt Baker kind of uh, get into, get a little bit of star power by being the hometown hero and beating up Jamie Hayter. Yep. Which is a great name anyway, Jamie Hayter. Oh, I know. She's, yeah. From the moment I saw her at Eve, I was like, oh, she's something special, and then she's just grown ever since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's also in Stardom's Tag Tournament. Like, nice. Like, yeah. But yeah, um... Yeah, I, and oh, uh, just one more okay. thing. Yeah, of just like the Bucks and the and the uh, best friends, best friends fall. Yeah, which like that's three tag team matches on your two hour show. Mm-hmm. Each of them different in dynamic in different ways, and and like, all of them established teams. Yeah, not like uh, Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura. You guys team up against these other two random guys tonight, right. uh, one night only. They're like these teams are going to stay together uh, for the relatively long haul. Yeah, as far as we know. And I mean, it's it's only the third ever episode, but um, each of the matches had consequences, mm-hmm. which means the wins and losses do matter. Yep. So it's consistent with what they were promising. Exactly. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, and they they keep track of the wins and losses. That's interesting how uh, that's gonna play out in the longish term. But yeah, mm-hmm. I am I'm excited for it. I love tag team wrestling. I think it's uh, it's just the thing that makes tag team wrestling special is that. Uh, the psychology is just built in. Yep. Like, you can have somebody getting beat up for forever. I believe that Evolve show we went to, and I uh, can't remember even who was in that match. Uh, it was... I think it was the Skulk? Yeah, the Skulk, and... Uh, I think it was Eddie Kingston's team. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah and they... Their one side was beating up the other for what felt like half an hour. Yep. And then once the guy who was beat up was able to tag to his partner, the place lit up. Oh, yeah. Amazing. I feel, if, if memory serves, I feel like Leon Ruff got the shit kicked out of him by Eddie Kingston yeah. and the third guy who wasn't uh, Kingston or Swerve. Yeah. And, yeah, hot tag to AR Fox. Yep. AR Fox is made of high-energy hot tags. Yeah. And just bounded around the ring for, like, five minutes straight. It was, yeah, it... Tag team wrestling adds a dynamic that a one-on-one match can't, that, like, arguably a four-man or an eight-man can't really. Yeah. Because, like, it, it, it plays so much off of the dynamic of the teams, their characters, their personalities, what motivates them beyond just championships. Mm-hmm. Like, Tommaso and Gargano came in as just a thrown-together team. When right. they started in NXT, they became DIY. Yep. They carved out an identity. They built their rivalry off of how good friends how much yeah they were they were like best friends yeah because they were thrown together and kept that team going for like a year or two yep and so we got to see them be friends in real life they like lived with each other for a little bit uh and then when they turned it was even more heartbreaking than it would have been uh in any other situation if it Compared to, like, Finn Balor turning on Johnny Gargano, where they don't really have history, they're just two faces. Yep. Like, uh, Tommaso Ciampa turning on Gargano, and then being away for, like, uh, eight months or however long it was. Yeah, because of his ACL. Yeah, was uh, <clears throat> just a, an emotional gut punch that you get from tag team wrestling, just because uh, you get to see people be friends and then have consequences when that friendship ends. Yeah. And then you get to see them beat the shit out of each other. Exactly. And, like, none of the tag teams in AEW have really, on screen, been been together long enough that you can see them, like, 
dissolving in a way that would feel meaningful. Maybe right. the best friends because yeah. it's built into their name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the Bucks seem like they're almost never gonna break up. It would be weird. Yeah, you you never say never in wrestling because they'll do anything for money. But yeah, but like yeah, they're they're brothers and like ninety percent of their moveset is like tag team moves. Yep. So it it would be weird. I've seen that like I've seen them do singles matches against each other, but it's not something that they they do long term. No. But like nearly any other team, it's up for grabs. Yeah. Who the hell knows? Mm-hmm. Um. And just, yeah, over the course of time, it'll be, inter- it, like, you're going to want to root for some, like, private party aren't going to be the first champions, but I would love to see them as, like, plucky underdogs. Mm-hmm. Um, same with the best friends, and SCU are just, like, such talented, charismatic, established veterans. I'm always happy to see them challenge. Yeah. I feel like the Lucha Bros are going to be the first ever tag champs. I think I can see that. Yeah. I can see that, though, um, SCU... Would be good face champions. They would first face champions. You're right. I think Lucha Brothers take it, but they could. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I. The only reason that makes me, the biggest reason I should say that makes me pick Lucha Bros over SEU is uh, Daniels is out. Oh I feel right. Like yeah. Of the three, he's the most talented, most established, most charismatic. Yeah. Um, I love I love Scorpio Sky because I didn't really get the chance to know him as a wrestler until EW started cropping up, and I like Frankie Kazarian well enough. Yeah. It's crazy that he might be the best worker of the three because they're all very, very good. They're all great, yeah. But, yeah, I think Daniels is the best of the three. You're right <laughs> that, yeah, Daniels being out, it's, I forgot about that. And yeah, that's, so, like, that gives them the story of Lucha Brothers winning and then, like, Daniels coming back and, you know, getting the title that way. Yep. But we'll see. But it's they're, they're doing a really good job spotlighting tag teams in a way that... Uh, New Japan and WWE really don't do a great job of. Yeah. Though, just by, like, solid ring work and psychology, like, their New Japan still doing a pretty good job that you don't notice that they only have, like, two teams at a time per division uh, until you really think about it. Pretty much. And, like, with the WWE, the story just gets, like, weirder and more complicated with their tag division because Xavier Woods is hurt, hurt now. Yep. And the New Day are still, at least on paper, the number one contenders. Right, yeah. So, I mean, Biggie's spot doesn't really change. He's one half of the tag uh, contenders, but I guess that means Kofi's back to being a tag contender. Yep, which I'm kind of happy for, because, like, the way his, his uh, world title run ended was brutal, emotionally. Yep. So, glad that he will be back to doing uh, maybe the pre-shows of pay-per-views. Uh, I think at this point they'll they'll put them on the main show, but still, like yeah. it's it's a it's a downgrade in some ways. Yep. And on the other side of the coin, you have the War Raiders, who are just like, yeah, yeah we're champs now. Yes, yes, finally, they have two. They have two good tag teams who are their two champions. Uh, three tag teams that are their three champions, really, when you count NXT. Yep. But so that's that's the fucking planets aligning, man. <laughs> that has that rarely happens in WWE. WWE treats. Uh, tag teams like a way to just throw singles wrestlers together. Um, you mean like the Kabuki Warriors? Yes, but they've like they've come together. But I mean, like I'm thinking specifically, I was thinking, you know, Shinsuke and Rusev. Yeah. Uh, who ha- and to an extent the Bar also figured out their chemistry, but they started out thrown together. What about Riggler? Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. So many singles. Re- they're. New Japan and WWE do not treat their tag teams uh, any appreciably different. That's, like, why AEW can blow ahead of them by that uh, metric, at least. Yeah. 
by that specific spot on the card. Yeah. Which, hey, I mean, it. we're at a time where so many fans are looking for alternatives and somewhere else to hang their wrestling hat that doesn't make... that doesn't have the company after making stupid creative decisions and putting on just poor quality shows be like, you, you, you're not grateful. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, not that New Japan does that. They just plow ahead and they're going to reward us with more house shows. <laughs> if you really, really want to see Taichi and Tetsuya Naito take their time before they square off, Here's another eight man. <laughs> I want that in America. I want Tai Chi in America. I want my Tai Chi merch. <laughs> um, I know I can go to pro wrestling tees, but I want that in person because shipping is more money that I don't have. Uh, in <clears throat> in past shows that Jared and I have been to at the same time, but maybe like not necessarily sitting in the same seat. Like, a stand-up show comes to mind. I could always tell if Jer's in the building, because at a lower point where the rest of the people laugh, you'll hear, HA! <laughs> so, like, I could imagine with Taichi, if he ever came over for, like, a tour with New Japan America, which got announced this week, yeah, that, like, no one would be singing along any of his karaoke except one voice. <laughs> uh, yeah, Taichi's voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's his microphone that is definitely wireless. Right. <laughs> and definitely on all the time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously, he sings his own theme song. He doesn't just mouth along to it. That would be stupid. Yeah. <laughs> How dare I suggest it? He's crazy, he's crazy talented mm-hmm. uh, in that way. It's golden Emperor. Holy Emperor. Yeah, exactly. Um, that now that I think about it with like Japanese history and everything, that seems like that seems that seems blasphemous. Because uh, like it's, it's an emperor of Japan. Yeah, you know, and there there's like some religious connotation with that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, oh yeah, it's yeah. just more reason to not like Taichi as yeah. like a heel, yes. but also to appreciate him as a dick. Yes, he's a he's amazing. Mm. Um, but he's not part of a tag team. No, not normally. I was gonna say, like, what part of what I was thinking of, like, while well, everyone's doing Christmas stuff for New Japan's next tag tournament, is you could put Tai Chi with Zack Saber, yeah, or Zack Saber with Suzuki. I think we're gonna we're gonna have to get like thrown together tag teams to round out the tournament. Oh, so you for probably sure. Get yeah. like Yoshihashi and Ishii. Yeah. Um. So I was curious, like, who else could pop in there? Because like, Lance Archer was part of Killer Elite Squad. Mm-hmm. Now he's the U.S. Champion, baby. Yeah. Man, I would love to see. Well, I think Suzuki, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is likely because they've been like British champions together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would love to see Suzuki, Lance Archer, yeah, as a team, or uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and Lance Archer, which would be interesting considering they like were like blood feuding during the G One. Yeah, uh, that would be fun. Uh, but yeah, any of anyone in Suzuki Goon could be paired off together, and it'd be interesting. Because they're just a bunch of, like... They're just a ragtag group of guys who want to murder people. Yeah, they're basically the Yakuza. Yeah. Which is amazing. Because, like, they get along for the common goal of we just like to be jerks and violent. Yeah, we will fuck up some young lions. And ourselves. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh god, I just love that Archer threatened to eat <laughs> Saber Jr. during the G1. Yeah. And, and graphically. And, sh- and shit him out. Yep. Um, uh, that guy deserves a U.S. title run. Thank God he's got one now. Yep. Uh, yeah, but let's see, tag teams. I I mean, they've gone with Juice and Mikey Nichols, weirdly. I think now that Finlay's back, now that Dave Finlay's back and he's 
BFFs with Juice. I think that will be the team. I would like that more. Yeah, I think... Who knows what Mega Mighty Nichols does? I don't even remember who's in chaos at any given time. Maybe him and Goto. Or, you know, Ishii and Yano are also a tag team already. Mm. So maybe Nichols and Yoshihashi. I mean, with the six-man tandems, part of me kind of expects, like, uh, Yano and Makabe. Because they're... True, yeah. Yeah. Because they're doing sort of a GBH reunion right now. Right, that's true. I don't... It's hard to tell because everybody's just teaming with everybody. Mm-hmm. And then they got to fill out, like, I don't know, what is it, like, is it eight teams? I, I think it's eight. Eight or ten teams to yeah. you know, for a, a bracket of round-robin matches for a month. Uh, boy, it is, it's a tough tournament to, to watch every day, but it is it is good stuff. I wanted to sing praises of tag teams, but, like, yeah, um, New Japan does not make it easy, uh, whereas... Finally, WWE is delivering on its promise of bringing the women's tag team champions to NXT. It just took, like, a year and four title reigns yep. to get there. And But, hey, if we're going to get there, we're going to get uh, Team Kick. Dakota yep. Kai and Tegan Knox versus the Kabuki Warriors. It's not be, bad. going to be a lot of kicking. I was going to say, it's a lot of foot magic. Yeah, I'm going to love it. It's going to be good. Green Mist, baby. Yeah! We get to see some mist in full sail. Mm-hmm. It's going to be exciting. And... We finally get to see Mist in Full Sail University. <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. It's true. That I can remember. We have a pirate returning with somebody who spits Mist yeah. at a nautical yeah, I love a- it. academic s- institution. Yes. Um, oh, that's true. Sales. I didn't yeah. That. yeah. That's why I did the joke the third time. <laughs> Anyone listening at home, that's how you get your comedy to work. <laughs> you do it three times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, four times is too much. Yeah. But five times is also just enough. Five times. Yeah. Five times. Five times. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they did that because it it is something that they can give the women to do when they weren't really paying attention to them if they weren't title holders or contenders. Yep. So now we got, like, some, like some of the women of WWE having, like, tag, tag team psychology and getting good at that. Mm. Um, hopefully, Bailey and Sasha can show that again sometime. We'll see. Yep. We will see. It's weird that the bulk of the female tag teams ended up on SmackDown. Yeah. Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss are there now. Right. Sasha and Bayley. That's it. I think the Iconics ended up on Raw. Yes, they did. Yep. Yeah. The, it, we'll see who got drafted where when they start using everybody. I don't think it matters. Not Until, yet. you know. It doesn't matter what show they're on because I, at any time they can just be like, they don't, the draft, uh, the brand split doesn't matter. And then everybody can mix and and, and hug whoever they want. Aw. Yeah. That's Yay, how it works. Yay, Violent Bailey. Yeah. Uh, I finally showed her a list of Violent Bailey. Uh, she seemed to enjoy it. So, yeah. Um, and now we get to see some fucking tag team action. Yeah, I should say, I don't, uh, as far as tag teams go, I think Stardom consistently does the best six-person tag teams. Nice. And I really, like, yeah, every time they do one, I, like, go out of my way to watch it because it's always very enjoyable i was gonna say aside from them like the ghost of lucha underground is I who i would go to next for six mans yeah um because technically ring of honor has it but i don't fight no no matt Taven. yeah none of us watch ring of honor right now uh their stock is at an all-time low yeah so i assume the briscoes are champions still yeah yeah they're another company that only has seems to have one tag team yep. maybe squirrel and uh brody king could be Yep. They're a team. Yep. <laughs> I think Villain Enterprises are still the six-man titles, because oh, Ring right. of Honor has six-man titles. Yeah, right. Oh, my God. 
Oh, Ring of Honor. But yeah, uh, tag team wrestling, if you're not into it, get into it now because now is the time of year for it because uh, everybody is clapping hands together and then switching places in the ring. And that is what <laughs> tag team... <laughs> That is what tag team wrestling is. <laughs> oh, you sound like you have a better definition. It's not that I have a better definition. It's that, like, I love the idea that the phrasing is just, like, they clap. It doesn't necessarily mean it's the same team. <laughs> they just switch places. Yeah, it's a magic act in a way. <laughs> <laughs> or just maybe a fan claps their hands. Like, you know what? I want to be a wrestler now. <laughs> That's how it happens. <laughs> it works for Santino. Yeah, exactly. You just clap, and then you're like, I'm a wrestler now. Yep. Is it Keaton? Well, he doesn't know how to clap. No. No, Keaton the Cat does not know how to clap, because he has, his paws are too little. He doesn't even know who Triple H is. No, he doesn't. Um, but he does know who Garfield is, and that is more important it's to true. our purposes. Yes, yes. This podcast knows what Garfield is. <laughs> Can your podcast say that? I don't think so. The mission statement of the WrestleDown since episode one has been, we know who Garfield is. Yeah, we don't have to explain it to you, though. We don't owe you shit. <laughs> we owe you wrestling content, not orange cat content. No. That's no. a different podcast. That's the, that's the Garfield down. <laughs> Our blood rivals. Yeah, uh, they took the name first, otherwise I'd be doing that. <laughs> Like or just read Garfield comics instead of watching stupid tag team wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> this was your topic. Yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, I love it, <laughs> but it's not Garfield. Uh, I just love that we're a show that prides itself on the positivity of wrestling, and we've not only torn down the topic that we came up with, we're saying that it's yeah. not as good as, as... I mean, the problem the, the problem isn't tag team wrestling on its own. Mm. The problem is, like, how other companies treat the tag team wrestling, right. um, which is usually as a throwaway, yeah. but, like, I think a company run by the Young Bucks would, and they are so far, prioritizing it in a way that... Hasn't been done in, like, 20 years or so. Fair to say. Yeah, which is awesome, because it is the best. It is the one where uh, you get some very creative tech. Even in just that triple threat we watched, um, I would say that uh, Keith Lee and Donovan Dijakovic did, like, some incredible tag team moves. Mm -hmm. It had some great chemistry that hopefully foreshadows them uh, becoming a team and dominating uh, the next Dusty Classic tournament. Assuming that they have the Dusty Classic. Yes. Um... Because, yeah, just thinking about, like, the NXT tag team, <clears throat> excuse me, division, I mean, you could call back down the Street Profits, they seem to be mm -hmm. pretty nebulous about that, but it's just the Undisputed Era, mm -hmm. that's really it. Birch and uh, Oni Lorcan. True. I mean, yeah. I feel like they're perennial bridesmaids, I, I do like them as a team. Yeah, but you can fill out a, a bracket with them. That's true. In there. And then, uh, yeah, because Street Profits, some of the NXT UK teams, too. Yep. You know, they got they got options. Yep. Some 205 Live guys. It's true. Yeah. They could mishmash those together in, like, yeah. some fun combinations. I, I'd, I'd name a specific 205 Live team, but I think all of them have turned on each other and reunited at least at some point in the last, like, two years. I know one that hasn't. Yeah. Oh, uh, which one? Oh. oh, they hand out butter chicken beatdowns, baby. Who are you? Oh, the... The uh, Bollywood boys. Bollywood boys. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um... Are they going by Bollywood Boys again? Or are they I think they are. Okay, cool. 
Yeah. Um, oh, poor Jinder. He lost his his two half friends who add up to one big friend. Shanti. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Tony Nese and Drew Gulak would be another good tag team to have in a tournament. Yeah, I, I feel like Gulak's on SmackDown job and for no particular reason. Oh, but... that's right. They did... Fucking draft, man. Yep. I I got used to, like, 205 Live having 90% the same roster for, like, three years. Yep. And now I gotta relearn these guys like Swerve Scott and... I don't know, Humberto got moved away, so I don't yep. even know. I have no idea. They're, like, pulling NXT people to 205 Live, and I don't remember who among them. The irony is you've forgotten about a team that's sort of bikers. Bikers? Sort of. Forgotten Bikers. Oh, the Forgotten Sons. Yeah! Yeah. Living that gimmick, baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they need to be made more uh, unique. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. More Jackson Riker. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I I think they can be an effective tag team. They just need like NXT is. I mean, it, it's hard to judge NXT's like tag division because they keep pulling good tag teams away from them. Right. But like, I mean, they do have a history of amazing tag teams. They do. It's just that like the Forgotten Sons aren't uh, a unique enough gimmick or like notable enough characters to stick. Um, and they're not, like, the revival in the ring or anything. Mm. So, just got to wait a few more months for hopefully the Dusty Classic to get inspiring teams like Kona Reeves and Riddick Moss. Do it! <laughs> I remember those guys. Yeah. <laughs> I remember those guys more than the Forgotten Sons. Oh. Which is, I mean, I don't remember them in a good way, right. but I remember them, and that's in some ways better. Yeah. Because I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'd love seeing Kona Reeves get the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. Uh, in the finest ways. <laughs> and... <laughs> But, like, the Forgotten Sons, they're just, like, a blank slate of paper. And I'm just like, hey, uh, paper ain't a slate. <laughs> <laughs> and then you walk away like an Egyptian. Yeah. Yeah. But the <laughs> yeah, sometimes tag teams is fucking awesome. Mm. And, yeah, we're... There we go. It's positive. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> yeah, we did it. It's good. Um, I just tagged it. <laughs> well, the referee didn't see it, so... Damn it. Yeah, sorry. Keaton. He's looking at the wall. That is, um, that is. Keaton went to the WWE 2K20 school of refereeing. Um, he melted into the canvas. It is. Yeah, he's melted into the canvas. Sometimes he disappears. Uh, sometimes he swings wildly in a perfect circle around the ring so that the other person can't get out. Uh, <laughs> Um, we should do video games sometime, yeah. except I cannot afford to pay $60 for a shitty game. No. Uh, so, we can just imagine what it would be like <laughs> to play 2K20 based on GIFs. <laughs> oh, God. And a lack of delivery on premium items, because, yeah. like... Uh, the, yeah, you're talking about the thing with Edge? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just, it's stunning to me that anybody would pay over $100 to pre-order that game. Yeah. Or any game. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, I get, I get if you're super fans, because, I mean, we fucking are. We're, we're yeah. doing a podcast about I'm, wrestling. I'm literally across, uh, looking across at a Bob Dylan box set that cost more than a month of my rent at the time. Good lord. Uh, yeah. So, so I get being a Superman paying too much for something. Yeah. So but just, man, when it doesn't deliver. Right. Like, getting... The guy got a, a photo of Edge that was supposed to be autographed, and it was just a photo, and yeah. that sucks. Yeah. It wasn't just a guy. It was, like, a lot of people. Right. And uh, good for Edge for being like, I'm going to, you know... Set up a P.O. box? Yeah, I'm getting a P.O. box, and then you guys can send your boxes over, and I'll sign them. That's, like... 
Oh man, this has been one of the the, wor- the most fun rollouts for a show or for a game that I've seen in a while. Just because it was like a week of like this game is ugly, yep, and then like a week of this game bugs like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> This game was directed by David Lynch. (laughs) (laughs) Who is one of the unlockable characters. I would hope so. (laughs) David Lynchomania. Keaton, do you want to do David Lynchomania? Oh my god. No, you've got too much headaches. (laughs) Too much headaches from red rooms. (laughs) God. Doctor Sleep in theater soon. Yeah. Fucking, yeah, it's just... I've been a lifelong gamer. I've been, at this point, a lifelong wrestling fan, and it's a no-brainer to have those two things just come together and work, and it's fascinating when it doesn't. Yeah, and it's kind of weird, because, like, the 2K uh, 2K engine uh, is, like, very old at this point, and and every year more and more people are like, they gotta, like, evolve into something new, and uh, they went fucking (laughs) avant-garde. Eat it, wrestling fans. You try to have a match with Ronda Rousey and Dakota Kai. You try to slam them on stairs that go through the ring and then have Ronda Rousey go underground and then the camera pan out all as far back as it'll go and then slingshot back into the ring with Ronda Rousey tied up in the ropes. You try to have a five-star match that way. I think Kenny Omega could. I just, I can't stop picturing in my mind's eye. Dakota Kai's legs, which were normal straight legs, <laughs> bent into H's, lowercase H's, and started stomping around Ugh. in a war dance. Yeah. <laughs> as Rosie was <laughs> seizuring in the ropes. <laughs> That's my favorite thing, though, because, like, I, one of the, oh, like, if, guys, if you haven't looked up oh. GIFs of W2K20, uh, go to. Hashtag fix WWE2K20 on Twitter. You'll find all kinds of crazy uh, image captures and stuff going on. My favorite is that that w- the knees are so weird. Yeah. Like, if a lot of the ones that I'm seeing are, like, wrestlers just stuck in, like, a down-on-their-knees position doing kind of a duck walk all around, which kind of, I think it's be- there must be, like, a new move position from there that, like, lets you do things like that, which is kind of cool because I've seen, like, Someone land like a hurricane run on somebody on their knees, yeah. and it looks really cool. Uh, but then <laughs> it's weird to watch people walk uh, with their waist stuck in the floor. Uh, some kind of oh my god! <laughs> so I'm showing Jer a picture of uh, in the creative mode. You can put uh, shoes on your wrestler, but their feet will go through them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. This is what happens when you let someone like Matt Riddle wrestle for too long. <laughs> People stop being able to. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, but well, there's another video where Ronda Rousey, uh, to describe, it looks like she's holding the top rope, and then her legs are wreaking fucking havoc on the second and third ropes. It is. Uh, I can't believe this game shipped out. I read a review. That was like, this game is fun to play when it's not glitching. It's not that every match has glitches, just most of them. <laughs> oh, God. It's true. <laughs> and I just, I just showed Jared another image. Uh, it's not even like, this is super complicated. It's just an alternate skin 
for Rey Mysterio's mask. Where his mask is uh, only covering, like, let's say, the nose <laughs> and, like, parts, like, about half of each of his eyes. Oh, my God. It's, I, it's terrifying. It melded into his face. Yeah. It looks like it's something out of a sci-fi horror. Yeah. Um, God. How? <sighs> oh, man. Well, no matter how badly uh, New Japan and WWE treat their tag team uh, wrestling, uh, they're they're better than that game. Yeah. <laughs> they are better off than that. At least when you have, like, the bar versus the New Day, you're likely to have a great match. Um, whereas with WWE 2K20... Uh, you might see the ref bury his face in Charlotte's uh, underparts. Yep. Oh, what's this one? It's a Money in the Bank ladder match, which uh, we're, we're going to watch Kevin Owens win by pinfall. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Yep. Wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty funny though if they changed the rules so that like you could win by pinfall and then after the match you had to climb up and get the briefcase. Uh, two and a half stars. Two and a half stars. Uh, <laughs> the half. St- <laughs> the game gets two and a half stars. Uh, half a star uh, because it's at least in color. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they intended to do that. That is a melty. <laughs> Holy shit! There, some the creator wrestler glitched out in such a way that it looks like a guy's eye socket has a dick coming out of it. <laughs> With an eye at the end of the dick. Yep. Uh, Yeah. Like I said, tag team wrestling is better than that, uh, at least, because usually you have at least a solid base for psychology (laughs) and tagging in and out and double teaming your partner Uh, or uh, the other teams, uh, your opponents. So, yeah. Uh, Anything you'd like to add? Um, Part of me wishes I had more money to to burn to be able to just enjoy this, but honestly, this was a plenty. Yeah, it's fun to just watch it. It um, is. Yeah. Who knows what we could have come up with if we had the game. Right. But uh, also, I have a lot of games that were cheaper that I haven't finished playing yet. There you go. So we got to do those. Oh, Wrestle yeah. Down, baby. This has been the Wrestle Down. Thanks for listening up. I'm Jared Palapal, Twitter.com, Swing Dingling. Dennis Bruno at DBruno42 on the Twitter at Sensei Dinnaby on Instagram. Keaton, do you want to say yours tonight? <clears throat> nope, he's still looking off into the distance. Uh, he is Keaton Fuzzy on Instagram. I glitched my social media tag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he looks concerned. That's, it's okay, buddy. Uh, this has been the Wrestle Down. I'm going to hug my cat. Good night. <laughs> Bye.